to Three Letter Thursdays, a Marvel Street podcast. This is Joe's show today. <laughs> Joe's running it. Joe's running it. Joe's done the research. Howdy, howdy, everyone. Uh, bit of a break last week, was it? Was it last week? Bit of a bit of a break. No, we last we week was Gabe. Gabe last week. Oh, yeah, right. we, that was that was a giggling sesh. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. Introduction <laughs> to Gabe. He's funny uh, in real person. Yeah, he's great. Yes, he's, he's awesome. awesome. He's Seriously a great, good value. Yep. Very uh, effective member of this team. Yeah. He cool. has stepped up. Yeah. Owning mm. that roaster this week. He is. Still a great job. Yeah. He's a good kid. Looks a bit taller as well. <laughs> you <laughs> always say that. Uh, You're getting shorter. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do the coffee menu? Straight up coffee menu? No, yeah. we're going to do that at the end. Okay. okay. I thought it was Joe's show. Oh, it is, it is, it is it's Joe's show until it's not Joe's yeah, show. Let's put the menu at the end. Okay, cool. I like right. it. I like it at the end. What's um? What is the show this week? So we were searching for a way to provide all you guys with some awesome content that's really relevant to where you're at and what you're in and what you're doing. And uh, so we're going to have a chat around a little bit of research. We're certainly not experts in the field of um, coffee consumption habits here in Australia, but you know that's what we're all we're all about coffee uh so we've had a bit of a dig around we've armed with knowing the numbers is is fun yeah just researching those numbers is fun right yeah it was great and uh it was really interesting like straight off the bat like australia's like what 46th in the world as far as 46th or 42nd 42nd is it um 42nd this is based on this is an sbs article yeah Uh, from from uh the sbs.com.au website. Uh, the world's top coffee consuming nations and how they take their cup. And this is this was last year, by the way. Yeah, the, two, the, the 2000. Most, most of this data is from 2017 calendar year. But The most interesting part is that there's 150 million bags of coffee a year. That's almost about 10 million tons of coffee. That's a lot of 10 coffee. 10 million tons. Yeah. So it's like 10... So it's like 100 million... A billion kilos of coffee. That's a lot of pe- that's a lot of cherries being picked. Mm. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder how many hands that takes. Could you do the quick calculations? Mm. It's like I can't. My head doesn't work with numbers that big. I need a spreadsheet. Just take the zeros off. And that number at the end. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all I do. That's why I'm always out by you know, a magnitude of zero. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I thought Australia would be much higher, but obviously that's to do with population. Yeah, and, and I think the fact that it's a, you know, drinking coffee is actually a luxury. Yeah. You, would, you, you wouldn't, you know, I think Australians would consider coffee drinking as a God-given right, mm. you know, given that we all get up at Sparrow's Fart and do it before we do anything else. So, yeah. You know, but it it's actually... You know, if you look at the numbers, it's actually in, you know, the, the, you know, the modern worlds that the numbers are highest. And I think which are, so it's a luxury. It's not. It's not. We drink <clears throat> in Australia. Sorry, like I think we uh, espresso espresso culture is so big. So we might have three cups per day, or th- we like Aussies might have three cups at the cafe per day at sixty, or that might even be thirty grams of coffee uh, if they're just having single shots. Whereas the Finnish and the Norwegian guys who are 
on 9.6 kilos per for a capita. Year, for a year. Yeah. Like they're, that's they're all drinking... That's 10 kilos per... Batch brews and, and at home three times a day. That's basically mm. like 250 grams a week, almost. Mm. Every, 200 grams a week for every man, woman, and child. Yeah. yeah. So, and and so, I think so, that speaks to their, their filter culture. Yeah. In those n- n- Scandic countries. Yeah. Because they drink coffee at home before they even go to a cafe. Everyone's got a batchy. Yeah. Everyone brews batch at home. So, so if, you go, if we go back a step, because no one knows what we're talking about here. And, yeah. it's, and it's cold, like, 40 weeks of the year there. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it must have some... Yeah, I imagine, like, it being dark and... I've forgotten the name of the condition that you get when there's not enough light. Sad. S-A-D. Sad. Yeah, it's sad. That's, that's, cool. that's right. Something of... Yeah, vitamin D. Well, I imagine. Uh, well, I, I imagine guessing that coffee is the feel-good drug, right? Mm. So, yeah, it's on. pretty weird waking up in the, uh, going to work in the dark, working all day, coming home in Wait, the dark. Mm. I, I wonder if you plot these countries if they're in that sad area. Anyway, off topic. Mm. Off but you know, they're all like way north, right? Finland, number one. Norway, mm-hmm. number yep. two. Netherlands, number three. Slovenia, number four. Austria, number five. Serbia, number six. Denmark. Germany. Belgium. Brazil. Yeah. Right. And they're all above five kilograms of coffee per year. Per, per man, person. Per man, woman, and child. Yeah. So, like, if you, like... And the jump between one and ten is huge, whereas the jump between ten and uh, and us at 42 is, is hard. It goes... Finland, number one, 9.6 oh, yes, per capita. Yeah, yeah. It's and like then, 10 kilos no, per capita in Finland. And then 10, Brazil, 10 out of, in the world, 10th in the world, 4.8 kilos. And um, and Australia is 3 kilos. So, the, that's a, yeah. Yeah, the diminishing margins. Mm. Three, Yeah, 3 kilos. Yeah. 3 kilos for us, like man, woman, and child. So, if you break that up, it's like... If you, or if you multiply that by a population, what's our current population? Is it 20? 25 million? So that's, so that's like 75 million kilograms of coffee coming into this country a year. Yeah. 75 that's million. So that's like 75,000 pallets of coffee. <laughs> that's a lot of coffee. We do like a pallet a week. You know, so 50 pallets a year. Yeah. So what's that? It's like we are like one, less than one-tenth of the current Australian volume of coffee. Less than one-tenth of a percent. Mm. Of we've got some privy information that, you know, some of the... We, we better not say, right? Because we don't know for a fact, but, you know, one of the larger roasters in Sydney is like 5%. And they're mm. massive. Like, they have like a, you know, a 300-kilogram coffee roaster. So they could do what we do in a week, you know... In 12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> 12 and a half. <laughs> yeah. no, Actually, probably, dark roast, so it's probably yeah. 17 and a half yeah. minutes. <laughs> 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 you know, so uh, number, the numbers are fun. Yeah. The numbers are fun. Yeah. yeah. That's huge. Like, that's a, a huge amount of coffee coming into you the You would say it's not even there. You know, given that Starbucks is like one of the biggest, pro- most prolific, you know, coffee, um, you know, chains in the world. Mm. It's not even, USA is not even there, not even the top 10. Mm. 
Yeah, I wonder if they just like. Can you hear me, Mark? Am, am I clear? Yeah, you're I feel clear. Like I wonder clear. if that Starbucks coffee isn't legally classified as coffee for some. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yeah, well, it was it interesting there. when I, I came across an article on why Starbucks failed in Australia. Um, uh, yeah. In 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 amongst all this research, and they primarily put it down to the quality in the cup. Like uh, Australians just weren't. Well, it was prepa- far superior. Australians just weren't prepared to settle for the mediocre to poor yeah. cup quality that they were getting from Starbucks. And, yeah. and that's what they put their failure down to. And, yeah. and they took out really big sites. I remember when they were in this, in, you know, trying to expand in Sydney <clears throat> and they were taking out really expensive <coughs> sites. Yeah. So like they, were, they were paying big bucks and big rents. And you know what that was like. In any yeah, coffee you, world, right? Like, you, you know, you, you, need, need, you need massive, massive turnover. Yeah. You know, and I remember when they contracted, like, you know, Winion Station and uh, Elizabeth Street in Sydney. You know, they all, they all just didn't work. I mean, they were busy. We walk past them and they were busy. But, but you but need you, to be you, huge. You, you can't do, like, you know, $4,000 a week rent. You, you know, you're not making that money. Mm. Not in Australia, mm. not with our wages. Yeah. And, and funnily enough, on that list of coffee consumption per capita not one of those countries is on the most popular countries with the largest number of starbucks stores yeah in the world yeah, yeah. Right. Is, that, is that right yeah like america's 90 percent of that it's got fourteen thousand. so so, then, so america's got, got fourteen thousand starbucks they, shops and they would, yeah they've got you know they they are so the next one now is four and a half thousand so they're four times yeah, larger than China. Uh, uh, yeah, isn't China their largest? <coughs> second largest. Second largest. Yeah. Well, that's where they're concentrating most of their growth in. Mm. In China. Yep. Yeah. But uh, you know that that goes to show you that that those those you know if you look at those models, they are more about the emerging coffee areas and getting that that leap from non-coffee drinkers to coffee drinkers. Yeah. And that that's what Starbucks was about in the nineties. Was like because people didn't drink coffee in America or. It wasn't, not espresso. It, it wasn't the thing. Or yeah. well, not even filter, right? It wasn't, yeah. the, it wasn't the thing. No. Do you know what I mean? Like they would drink Coke. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, like it wasn't the thing. And that's, you know, Starbucks. Whereas Australia had the that Starbucks book, culture. Yeah. That's right. We already had that. We, our, our culture was already... It was, I mean, I remember in my uni days back in the in sort of 90s, it was, it was well entrenched already. Yeah, go like, to the cafe, right? Go to a cafe. Like, Before there was internet. Used to go down <laughs> Ligon Street and... Yeah. You know, they, down to Grinders. Yeah, yeah, well, I used to go the whole way along Ligon Street. Like there were lots of lots of places serving, you know, coffee that you certainly wouldn't love now. But back they, then, it was they probably amazing. served exactly how they used to serve them as well, right? Like, it was, yeah, it's probably still the same. Mm-hmm. It was Genovese awesome. and yeah. Grinders and yeah, yeah. But um, you know, it's interesting to see the, the, the Finnish, the Norwegians, and the and the Dutch. You know, they're all like top of the list. Yeah, mm. by a, by some... a by a country mile. Yeah, like you know, seven kilos of coffee. Yeah, per man, woman, and child per year. Mm. It's like half a kilo. It's basically. Is it like five hundred grams a month? Is that right? It's actually not that much coffee. No, if I mean, you're a coffee drinker, no, no. If you're a coffee drinker. I mean, yeah, but when you average that out, because yeah. the coffee it means the coffee drinkers. How much coffee would you drink a year, Joe? Oh fuck. Um, <laughs> I drink. I worked it out last week. I mean, I drink about three, four hundred grams, or we use three to four hundred grams in the three days that I'm not at Marvel Street. And you'll drink that again while you're here. 
Oh, yeah, way more. So you're a kilo a week. <laughs> that's, that's 52 kilos so that means what, what is it? it's three and a half kilos per australian or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, you, so by by that standards there's like what 20 people who don't have to drink coffee because for, of just you because of me. <laughs> I, I think i think we we would consume like 500 grams each at least or yeah we'd be in that top top bracket Mm. Yep. Easy to do. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Two point six four cups a day. Yeah. Three cups a day. Oh, that's yeah. about us, isn't it? Three to four cups a day probably. Mm. Yeah. Four. Four oh, to yeah. six. Australia, US, Europe. It's interesting to say that Europe leads leads the way in volume. Yeah. Yeah. Really big uh gap there. And I think I don't know, I, I put that down in my head without a lot of knowledge just experience having lived there uh, to the oh, home, the home um, coffee. Yeah, you know they all have. Brewers I think the cult, but also the culture was is developed. Like if you think about Italy, yeah, and and Europe, the culture, the coffee culture, you know, was derived there. Like, yeah, you know. yeah, it's they, the first apparent uh, coffee consumption was noted in Yemen, believe it or not, in the fifteenth yes. century. Yes, um, but uh, no, and appa- apparently that same week interest rates were invented. <laughs> yeah, of trading right. like trading like coffee for like coffee like for if you read the history of the world according to um history of the world according to coffee no it's a really good book sounds interesting um hmm, look it out look out for it yeah so uh, and then i guess u.s their culture's largely driven by takeaway and yeah. and the starbucks 36 model. ounce yeah the <laughs> 36 ounces the starbucks model and then australia it's largely dri- i mean instant coffee is the biggest consumable consumed coffee drink in australia is it uh, yeah yeah it's huge it was really <clears throat> um, convenience i suppose 75 million kilos include instant coffee though because that's probably not produced here though really is it i think they're talking about consumption just consumption how much is sold i imagine it's like how much coffee is sold on the shelves yeah, so it's. I imagine it'd be some sort of like, I don't know, census. I don't know. Where would mm. they get the? Where would they get the? Is there a reference to? So, so here's. Can, can, you, here's, write, can you write to Virginia um, Padovici and see where she got her data from? So, so here is Statistica dot com uh, with a report on 2017 coffee in Australia, and in 2017 Australia had. 47 million tonnes of coffee. Your eyes, that's gone up. 40, massively. 47 million tonnes of coffee, which was approximately 30 million tonnes of instant coffee. So half of, the, half of it. Yeah. Well, you know, like, or more, more than half. What year was that? That's last year. Yeah, right. And, and it's, it, it, interestingly, it's predicted... Not to rise that much overall, but they predict that instant coffee sales will fall and roasted coffee sales will increase. Yeah. Yeah, Well, you know, that's probably got to do with education, convenience, and people have probably got a bit more time. Maybe they've got, maybe it's... More money. More money. More money to spend. Yeah, well, I mean, you know... Place higher value on on those things because they make you feel good. Yeah. Sitting in a cafe drinking a coffee, you feel good about that. Much better than 
I remember cool. drinking instant coffee when I was, you know, when I was an apprentice. Yeah. Because that's what was there. Yeah. yeah. I remember, it happened every half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I remember drinking it when I was studying. Like, it was like lots of milk, lots of sugar, lots of milk, lots of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Repeat. Co- Repeat all coffee, night long. Coffee and, <laughs> coffee and milk in a tube. Yeah. Remember that one? That was no. a good camping drink. You get the Nestle condensed oh, yeah. milk which is infused with coffee and you just oh, squirt really? it into a mug and pour hot you water just pour on it. it straight in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eat it on a spoon. So what are the strain habits? That's it. Australian, as far as... Is, is there some data on Australian habits? Well, there's some pretty interesting stuff on what we drink and what we pay for it. Cool. Uh, Shoot. Yeah. So... People are either... States are either latte states or flat white states. Unfortunately, there's no long black or filter states, but um, we're working on that. I reckon, I reckon Byron would be the top of the list. Yeah. I reckon it would be. If everyone drank Marvel Street, the whole country would be like long black. <laughs> <laughs> They'd rename Australia long black. Yeah, yeah, filter. Filter. Like the, the, the new Norwegian state. Yeah. The <laughs> new, country. new state of filter. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so... If you live in Victoria, you're a latte state. Yeah, right. If you live in New South Wales, flat you're a white. flat white state. Sure. Yeah. I thought Victoria would be the magic state. The magic state. The magic, <laughs> magic state. Yeah. yeah. If anyone knows what a magic is, it's like a double espresso with a three, three-quarter milk. So it's basically a double flat white. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it? yeah. It's a magic. Yeah. Oh, that's the best. I never, I'd never heard of it until I moved to Tasmania yeah. and you get the people coming across... What the hell is a magic? And then like yeah, the boys, the boy, well, we get it wrong apparently as well. We oh yeah, it. right. You wouldn't brought right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because we, we're not Bailey. If the boys used to call that a bulldog, yeah, right, bulldog. bully, a bully, <laughs> <laughs> double espresso, milk. Um, yeah, Queenslanders are flat white drinkers as well. Um, I think it's got to do with like uh, it's like you know. Probably there's less people in Queensland that would find a lot. There's probably there's probably more males in in Queensland that would find a latte feminine. Yeah, and you know, and in Melbourne, guys are okay with that. It's like, yeah, yeah. I want to drink a latte. It's what I yeah. want. Whereas, yeah. whereas I'm not drinking a latte. They're for girls. <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> Mm. Interesting the the like global revenue comparison. Um, the US sits at the top there, and they make twelve million. Was it twelve billion? Yeah, twelve billion. Twelve. It's hard when you get past. It's hard when you get past six numbers, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when there's only five, it's twelve thousand nine hundred thirty-five million. So twelve billion dollars of revenue, and we're sitting at one point four billion dollars in revenue from coffee sales, as in retail sales. Just market volume uh, revenue generated. So, so, but I suppose but they've got fourteen thousand Starbucks stores. Yeah, and we've probably got less than a hundred. Fourteen thousand Starbucks stores, which we'd probably do about a hundred kilos a week. Mm. So fourteen thousand, hundred forty thousand. They're only making twelve times the revenue we are, which is pretty good. Yeah, right. And twelve times the revenue. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What have they got? I guess they've got ten times the population. Is that right? 200 and some. Mm. 360 million, I think. 360. I think it is. Right. I was going to say 200 Maybe it's less. Million. It's, been a, it's, a it's in the 200s, I think. Maybe. Yeah. Mm. That makes me feel good, though. Yeah. Australia's making some money. Yeah, we're doing all right. 
Population of USA, 325 million in 2017. Yeah, okay, right. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, it it comes down to, to like, obviously, you know, population. Yeah. And is there any research on, you know, cafes per capita? just feels like Australia has so many cafes. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it didn't come across anything like I wasn't really digging around for it, but uh, it does feel like we do have a lot of cafes. Certainly, what I did find was a lot of other countries look to Australia and Australia's cafe culture to as a benchmark. Australia really has an amazing cafe culture and very high coffee standards when it comes to buying yeah. espresso beverages. Yeah. And, I th- and I think, you know, our cafes in Australia are restaurants in, in comparison to many places in the world. Yeah. They would, they would consider our cafes restaurants. Yeah. A yeah. lot of more, uh, like more table service, I guess. There's a lot of, a lot of coffee shops is sort of, you do half the work when you're there in other countries in terms of like you go and you get, your, you just hand it a cup and then you put your sugar in and your milk and mm. it's yeah, all kind of it's a bit more like McDonald's. Yes. Whereas we're a lot more full service. Yeah. And and I wonder if that's to do with our labour rates as well. You know, you you're yeah. you're paying all these front of house staff. You might as well make make them work for their money and and sell a meal as well as sell a. Well, I think the model's different, right? That's you know they call yeah. you know they call it the avocado and toast. You know, where people, you know, in the US, it's, it's, you know, it's talked about a lot. It's like people in Australia will pay fourteen dollars for some avocado and toast, mm. and most cafes and and coffee shops don't have a $14 spend. It's usually like around the, you know, four, six, $8 mark. And they're not selling avocado toast. In the States. In the States. Yeah. The, the, the spend per capita. The spend, spend per sale. Mm. So the customer lower. is lower compared to us. Yeah. You know, we you know, most cafes that I speak to are around the, you know, 12 is the lowest per, per customer. It's like around the 15 to 16 to $18. Wow. Is the per spend. So, but it's got to be that. Yeah, you know, you know. Yeah, well, you've got. I mean, your rent might be cheap depending on where you are, or it might be really expensive. But your labour rates are always going to be high. Yep. Mm. They're you know. Australia. So then we tend towards quality because we have to. The labour rates are high. We have to do a, high, a higher, a higher quality product. There's probably more competition. Mm. Um, there's definitely more competition in Australia than. You know, you you travel through the states and there's not as many coffee shops. You just don't see as many. Mm. You know. Certainly not where you'd want to... Not like we consider coffee shops. Yeah. No, they just don't exist. More coffee? More coffee. <laughs> Excuse us, I'm just feeling... Increasing the Australia's consumption so, percentage. How much quantity dollars we've done that? How regularly? This was really interesting, actually. I thought this is... if. You've got a cafe out there or you're in the coffee industry. This is probably the thing that should give you the most confidence. Um, when you look at... And and unfortunately, we don't have figures pr- exactly for Australia. So this comes from the American Specialty Coffee Association. Uh, but the percentage of adults drinking specialty coffee... Gourmet. 
Well, they, yeah, they say gourmet. So that, we, we, <laughs> and we, we started this conversation earlier. Um, what what defines gourmet? But um, we'll keep going. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll come back come, to it. We'll come back to that. Um, so, at, in the around two thousand, it was occasionally it was sixty two percent, and now that's managed to rise to sixty seven percent. So, not a big increase in the occasional. Specialty coffee drinker. So you said sixty percent of coffee sales are gourmet in the states. The sixty percent of adults right. occasionally drink oh, right. specialty okay. coffee. Right, got it. Sixty percent of adults occasionally drink it. Yeah, and so that's gone from sixty-two to sixty-seven. So not a lot of change there. But then when you go down to daily consumption, that's gone from fourteen percent to forty. Seven percent, which is huge. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's the people big. coming into the market are coming in on a daily or a weekly basis. Or well, those occasionals are just getting hooked. Yeah. Or the ca- occasionals are getting hooked, and new people are coming in to replace them. So, but uh, certainly the daily and weekly coffee consumption habits of adults in the U.S. and I wouldn't be surprised if we're not too dissimilar. Uh, is is growing very rapidly, and and that's good news if you're in specialty coffee. Yeah, that just points to doing a good job. Sounds like you know, like <clears throat> the specialty market there is is doing exactly. Yeah, but, what but I think from what I can understand, the specialty market includes you know customers walking in. So that, that gourmet figure is customers walking into into Starbucks and spending more than just the run-of-the-mill stuff. Like, not just, like, just some coffee and water. They're just going, okay, I'll go the, you know, the single origin. Yeah, so yeah. going going to your local diner is just, that's a coffee, and going to a Starbucks, you would say they that automatically classifies them as being specialty or gourmet? Uh, yeah. I, you know, I just think those numbers are inflated because of Starbucks is what yeah, I think. So the okay. US numbers, to me, aren't, aren't relevant. Right. You know. Be interesting to get numbers from Australia, but <clears throat> I don't think there's Australian specialty. Um, there's probably not that many people drinking. No, well, there's not. not I mean, there's probably more per capita drinking specialty coffee in Australia because because that's majority. Yeah, I, I because say. we're not going to Starbucks. Yes, yeah, right. And, and there's fourteen thousand stores in in, and in I the guess USA. There's well, how many is there in Australia? I get yeah. But I suppose there's Glory Jeans and there's those places which are probably on par. Yeah, what is it, the Glory Jeans? exist? Yeah, Coffee Club, Glory Jeans. Yeah. What is it? Yeah, I'm not sure. I know of those two. <laughs> the little bean, the wild bean, <laughs> the big bean, the small bean. <laughs> uh, uh, Glory Jeans. That's where I have my first um, coffee, actually. Paid for my first coffee, Glory Jeans. Glory Jeans. Yeah. Mm. Still remember how bad it was. Yeah. I was like, how can people drink this? Yeah. Um, what would... Was 2009 the GFC? Yep, 2008. Yeah, yep. there's a pretty obvious dip there in, in in cups per day. Oh, really? Yep. Went from just yeah. above two cups a day to below two cups, and then by 2010, people were drinking three cups because they were yeah. making I, I, money. Yeah. I have this feeling that it was the opposite in Australia. People were drinking more coffee. Drink, yeah, yeah it did. Well, I think they were drinking less beer and drinking more coffee because yeah. it was cheaper. And yeah. It made them feel good. But yeah. definitely, you know, there was a prolific increase in in cafes around the GFC because everyone lost their jobs and everyone opened a cafe. It's, you know, I know it happened to me. It was yeah. a GFC and, and, a, and, it was like, and a ML 
coffee sales and See. chocolate sales went up. Really? Like, yeah, the, yeah, chocolate went up. You, like, whenever there's financial hard times, chocolate, chocolate sales in, goes up. In go chocolate up. and coffee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, Last question, where's it going? Where's it going? I think it's going north. I think, yeah, well, I think people will pay more for coffee, but they expect more for it. You know, they, they, people are becoming discerning and, and they expect a lot for their money, but they're happy to part with good money for it. You know, like you look at the average price of a cup and it hovers around four bucks around the country. Can I, can I intervene? Yeah. Interject? Yeah. I think like this, the big vegan movement and mm. like there's a massive movement towards non people not drinking cow's milk. It's massive. It's happening, right? I mean, yeah, you know, it's... Byron kind of operates in this world that I think is a little bit ahead of, you know, oh, for sure. the, the, the cities. But, and a lot of the cities look to Byron for, you know, um, uh, for inspiration. And if you look at, you know, alternate milk sales in Byron cafes, it's huge. Mm. You know, like, so soy is... Soy sort of got a bad rap, you know, we won't talk about that, but, you know, soy, almond, coconut, those milks. <clears throat> um, you know, we've got a cafe that only does alternate milks mm. in, and he's profitable. He does like more kilos than most milk cafes, you know, so it's happening. But, you know, I see that as awesome. I just see the movement towards black coffee happening. Yeah. You know, we've got the black coffee. Yeah. We've got the, I mean, milk, you know, milk coffee to roast milk coffee and to repair milk coffee. That's so easy. You mm. know, like, you know, for us, it's it's it, it's it's hardly a challenge. Mm. But great black coffee, you know, it, it, there is still a lots of challenges there as far as preparation and, yeah. and and serving and training and I mean, you know, what we what we did this week, yeah, you know, like there's there's still so much to, yeah, tasting that just, uh, I guess the calibration part of things, yes, with how how it should taste because people aren't always uh, in tune with that. Like the servers might not be in tune with that because they yeah. they might not drink that much black coffee, and um, but I think you're right. I think it's definitely going that way, and I think and, and if, if you think that like most cafes are like under ten percent of their sales is black coffee, yep. You know if, if that moves to fifty percent, you know, like awesome, mm-hmm. yeah, for yeah. sure. You know. Happy cows, happy cows, but happy happy like farmers too, like all yeah. those farmers that are producing. And I think there's the notion out there that there's not enough specialty coffee in the world. That's not the case. That is not the case. Not enough specialty <coughs> coffee. green coffee. Yeah, that's not the case. Yeah. The the uh, you know um, after speaking to Mark Howard and and um, the guys from Caravella, um, their producers can produce coffee that is better than what they mostly sell, but it costs more. To produce, to, to produce it, to, yeah. But if we can take the milk out of the beverage, mm. and we're producing black coffee quickly and easily, and people, you know, then then there's margin. Mm. Yeah, you can spend an extra ten bucks a kilo. It doesn't affect the bottom line. You know, that milk's no longer a purchase for the cafe, or you know, like. Mm. And so I see it as, I see it as a great opportunity, and you know, um. um the market is only just beginning. If everyone yeah. thinks that the specialty markets, you know, you know, uh, what's the word? Bubble. Yeah, bubbled or or you know, saturated. I think the opposite. Yeah, I think the opposite. And you I know. think there's a lot of there's a lot of room to be explored in the 
coffee growing regions there's so many underdeveloped regions that produce pretty average or inconsistent coffee at the moment but it, it only takes some of the big some dogs care. So, yeah some of the big dogs just to put some money into the farming practices and really support them and it might be 10 years yeah. until they're sort of competing with south america but <clears throat> i <clears throat> sorry i uh, i wouldn't be surprised if in like 10 years time countries like Papua New Guinea and Sumatra and stuff are producing coffee yes. up there yeah, consistently. Well, I th- I it think- might be different and it might be not what yeah, we yeah. like, but it'll be quality because yeah. there'll, be, there'll be the infrastructure. Yeah, some, some would say they're already producing that. It's just, yeah. it's, in uh, small quantities. In yeah. Small, yeah, I think it's just um, trusting that what you... I think the issue there is less about, less about the quality they can produce, but the, the, the structure and the it's kind of like the culture like yeah. it's not ingrained in their um, what we what we what we tasted is and what we bought is what we want and maybe that's not the case yeah whereas in in central it's definitely more yeah. the case and mm. it's like ingrained to their tradition in yes. south and central america growing coffee yes so mm. that's something that takes time yes the history but um yeah, there's potential. There has to. We have to allow that that room of growth in other but, countries. Uh, and, and Otherwise, it, we will well, get if, to a point but, of like. But if you also, also look at those numbers, right? Like, so if Norway is doing ten kilos per capita, or Finland's doing ten kilos per capita, we're doing three kilos per capita. Theoretically, you know, we could all drink three much, three times as much coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, like, or, and, uh, if if if, if, if I, I think if everyone's drinking great black coffee like the finish I mean the you look at those numbers you see that's a predominantly filter black drinking country yes so I think the more that Australia goes towards you know filter and black coffee the more they're going to drink so theoretically the, the, the you know the cups per capita could double or triple you know yeah it's, and the, the market's huge yeah you know? we, we need like a refer a friend type scenario you know, bring refer a friend to drink coffee. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, like, you know our black if, coffee. If, our black coffee is awesome, right? Our yeah. milk coffee is spectacular, but you know, the black coffee—it's just water and coffee. So, so um, if you'd like to try some, <laughs> <laughs> you know where to get it. One eight hundred. You know where to get it. Um, do you think we'll see like? I think we spoke about this earlier. Do you think we'll see a separation in the takeaway and the dine-in? Oh yeah, that was that going? was another discussion, right? Will, that, dining, will, will they stay together, or will there be like a fine dining, more specialties, restaurants or cafes, or just coffee houses that are just you go there for more well, than just a cup of coffee? Well, I think I think the breakfast culture is developing beyond what it ever has been. Mm. You now can go and have a beautiful breakfast, and you're happy to pay, you know, forty bucks a head for coffee and breakfast. Yeah. You know, that, that happens, right? You know, mm. a couple of coffees, a yeah. beautiful breakfast, you know. Um, I think that... And, and, and a juice, and, and that's going to cost you $40, mm. you know, on a Saturday morning. That happens. Yeah, you know, and, you know, and, and, and that will continue to happen, and that I would imagine that'll grow a little bit, but I don't think that's a sustainable model for, for everyone. Like, I think most cafes are not going to be able to rely entirely on in-house customers 
yeah. I think, I well, think they uh, well, need the... I think we discussed that earlier, was that most of the cafes that are successful do have a wide audience. Yeah. And that's what... Although they, although their their product is quite minimal, I mean, the busiest ones have got a minimal product range, mm. it's still a broad audience. Yes. Mm. So you can take out, you can dine in, the experience works well, both, both dine in and take out. Uh, interesting numbers. You, you you guessed that for like takeaway cups. Is that like eighty percent? You reckon? I th- yeah, I said probably it'd be close to ninety percent. Eighty to ninety percent. You know, so if you're not doing takeaway, then <clears throat> you're not making money. But not a, charging not a, three fifty to four dollars a cup would be hard just doing dining. But I'm thinking, will there be little places that do fifty cups a day and coffee's twenty five dollars a cup? Ah, uh-huh. you know, like yep, like yeah. One person, you know, two, one or two people working there. Well, I think in places in Japan, you could do like $10, a $10 session. And mm. you sit with the barista and it's 10 bucks. Yeah, that's everything. And, you know, I think it's 10 bucks for 10 minutes, basically. Yeah. And you sit with him and, you know, brew coffee. Mm. Yeah. As, as much or as little as you like in 10 minutes. Oh, I'm not sure how long it is. Don't yeah, worry. right. <clears throat> Should find those details. I love that, that about Japan. They've just got these personalized services. Like, yeah, and they're happy to do it. Yeah. You know, cat cafes. What? <laughs> you go to a cafe and you just hang out with cats for like half an hour and you pay fifteen dollars or something. Really? Cats. And have a cu- have a coffee and oh, there's cats everywhere. There's cats everywhere. Oh, wow! Wow! <laughs> I don't know. Wild. Yeah. Uh, Menu. Have we, have we kind of got that? I think. So, did you achieve? Sorry. If I... No. Uh, you know, like it was a discussion. We had it. I hope you got something out of it. We certainly learnt some bits and pieces along the way. I think, so if, we, if we're going to summarise it, I think coffee consumption is going up. Yes. For sure. Yes, definitely. Because Specialty coffee is going up more than any other type of coffee. Mm. It'll take over instant. Yeah. Coffee's been really lucky with the fact that no matter, there hasn't been a whole heap of bad health press about it. Yeah. And whatever little bad health press about it just keeps getting swept under the rug yeah so like it just keeps going up whereas uh, and uh, you know, once like i think once uh it's a plant though en- energy drinks and stuff like that get taken off the market yes. you know one day they're just gonna have to be like well we can't sell this anymore it's a roasted, it's a roasted plant though yeah. like you know like, like if you actually consider what it is if you're just drinking black coffee with great water what is it it's a seed that's been roasted mm. you know and then extracted with water yeah. Mm. And as long as you're not drinking super dark coffee, like if you're drinking super dark coffee and dark roast is your thing, you know, the carcinogens in that, like just think about, just think about the carcinogens in, in, you know, barbecued meat, you know, that, yeah. you know, light roasted, it's a plant, mm. you know, my brain kind of says that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So totally. And there's more margin in black coffee. Yeah. From a cafe perspective, <laughs> like just makes sense to, mm. to, to promote black coffee because you make more money from it. And you lose less moisture when you roast light as well. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, Because totally. isn't there a thing where people who roast dark then quench the coffee to put more water back in it? Yeah, yeah. So it's heavier. Absolutely, yeah. 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 They put more water back in. Cheeky. But also to stop it from catching fire. I'll have to put it in the bag. It's still hot. <laughs> Not there's anything wrong with roasting dark. I mean, that's fine, right? But, you know. There's ro- complications, yeah, yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. But, um,. um there's certainly a reason why, if you want to talk about roasting, and you know, there's certainly a reason why the guys that roast dark, the big guys that roast dark, buy coffee that's drier. 
because they lose less moisture. Mm. Mm. So if you talk about the Brazils and the, and the Ethiopians, they're like eight or nine percent moisture content. Yeah, uh, that one right? or two percent. And then, and, then, and then if we're talking about, so it's still sixty kilos mm. in the bag or mm. thirty kilos, whatever size bag, but that it's eight or nine percent, eight and a half, nine nine percent. Whereas the Colombians and the and and the Centrals are like ten. 10 and a half mm. it could be two percent difference mm. in weight a loss yeah. yeah that's straight off the bottom line of cost yes you know so those big boys they're sneaky mm. and cheeky <laughs> they'll get you <ya. laughs> <laughs> all right coffee, cool. menu. coffee menu espresso kenya muffin guinea louis katura that's from columbia murray cooper Ecuador. Core Ethiopia, which is actually uh, a kosher Yergachev, but we've named it Core because we thought it sounded cool, and that's the, the, the town that it's grown in or processed in. Yeah, yeah in. correct. That's it. Filter. Um, this week we've got uh, very small amounts left of uh, the Louis Edier Bon and Louis Edier um, variety blend. Um, so. We might see, we'll definitely see the variety blend go, maybe not the Babon. Yeah, yeah that um, sounds about right. So, and we've got he- heaps of the Couture on the espresso side. So, yeah. yeah. Man, that has been a good ride with those coffees. Seriously, that variety blend has been amazing. Yeah. Oh, oh I had batch on it. Co- best I'd, coffee this week, I reckon. Yeah. All right, dude, we've got to talk about the decent too, maybe after yeah, the menu. After the menu. So. I had batch on Coogee. that variety blend it yeah. went on the weekend, yeah. and it was like, me too. Whoa, Sunday. next level. And then Monday, it was really good as well. So, so there's only going to be eight and a half kilos left. The barista, if, the barista from um, um, from Pilgrim in, in Tassie, he was... Ian. Ian. He yeah. was tooting it and loving it. Awesome. Oh, it's yeah. so good. He, I was excited that he loved the Bourbon, because that's my favorite coffee. Well. Yeah. Mm. Last Very coffee on the filter list is... Guji. Haruwachu. Haruwachu. And we've got uh, the Kore um, Yuga Chef and Kenya Muthingini. So if you want to know the differences between those two coffees, the Guji is like a Sadamo kind of coffee It's um, as far as region's concerned. But the Guji coffees are generally juicier and a bit more fruity. And the Kore Yuga Chef Kosher is definitely more floral and tea-like. Mm. So definitely complementary. And you could have both side by side and definitely taste the difference one's a juice bomb the other one's like a tea peach lemon tea i said yeah. tea twice but it's definitely tea twice and those coffees all the african coffees are um, we're noticing tasting really spot on around the 10 day after roast mark um yeah. they just open Let up sit. a whole lot more let them sit yeah. yeah yeah and we're working on the big block i don't know i was thinking of releasing it next week all right cool do it yeah Big block Ben. Big 80, block 20, man. Blend. That's where it works. It will be the uh, Kenya and the Kore. It's just... And, and they're both espresso roasts, um, but you can brew them as filter and espresso. Like, yes. You know, it, it's on the heavier side, but still beautiful, floral and sweet and yummy. Mm. Um, if you want, like, filter, filter, like our super clean, citric, transparent filter, stick to the filter roasts. Uh, but the, the, the Omni is... A blend of the espresso roasts, um, and it's yeah. But it's, you can brew it as filter, and it is divine. It's yeah. amazing. It's yes. just heavier, and yeah. you could you know serve it in milk. You can serve a black espresso. You can serve a filter. Yeah, that's we the had, idea. We had cafes last year serving it always, and it was yeah, it was all, so good. All always, 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 always,
Thunderbird, Peru and Colombia, San Ignacio and San Fermin, and Daily Grind, Joe. Uh, El Paraiso and Los Lorenzos. Daily uh, Grind is amazing at the moment, yeah, by the way, guys. Yeah, so good. And yeah, actually, yeah. so is Thunderbird. And, uh, uh, we and drank Daily Grind this morning. Yeah, out of the Decent Coffee Machine. Yeah. At Decent Coffee Machine. Yes. Yeah. So a decent, a decent Coffee Machine is like this machine that's been built out of Hong Kong, I believe, by John mm. and a crew. Um, and, you know, it's kind of like the first coffee machine that is kind of like an iPad coffee machine. It's got yeah, it's precision in sort of every area. You know, you can control temperature, flow, like water temperature. Water flow. Water flow, water, water pressure. pressure. And, and you can you can read pressure at the coffee puck, not just at the pump. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a tiny little 13 kilo machine that fits in like a... Uh, Suitcase. A suitcase. You can take it, it with you. You can cruise. You know, you can go overseas with your luggage and just take your decent coffee machine with mm. you. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, it works a little 10 amp power socket. It actually sounds like a regular home coffee machine, but it's beautiful. And it steams milk amazingly. Oh, oh. How is that milk? Yeah. Yeah, that flat white you made me was amazing. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, the, the, the you know, up to, if people here that listen this don't understand, like flow pressure flow, so water flow water temperature um, uh, and water pressure so generally on a commercial coffee machine y- you can't change those things on the fly you can but they're generally a global change and then it changes everything this machine you're able to change the temperature at any part of the extraction so when you're pulling an espresso shot you can tell it at the end of the coffee shot you know decrease the pressure decrease the temperature you know it's quite complicated uh, but also also quite simple, mm. um, and it creates a graph, and you can see it. You know, it's quite. It's know, pretty techy. It's pretty techy. It's like you know a DJ going from vinyl to a laptop. Yeah, mm. it's that. It's that. It's going from you know, and you know, there is. It's no longer a linear a linear process. It's mm. it's kind of like this other multi level, you know, extraction process. It's very complex. Yes. And what we did find was that our coffee tastes good. Yeah, I think it tastes good just exactly where yeah, the, our, the, the espresso yeah. machine. Yeah. like we're, we're trying to get it, and we did get it today. We got like a base profile to brew. It's a brew coffee like we already sort of brew it yeah. in a, we, in a we, regular machine. Well, yesterday we spent, we did probably, you know, 30 shots <laughs> trying to figure out, you know, a way to brew coffee differently. Yeah. And then we realized, but hang on a second, let's just go back and brew coffee how we brew it. Yeah. And, and, and we're uh, there. And, and it tastes good tastes really good it tastes better i'd say like just in the tastes the same with a better body and more body a bit cleaner more body definitely more body right yeah but we so, didn't we didn't pull 200 shots of the same profile so we haven't checked to see consistency and yet. it's and, and it's quite clunky because you have to yeah. weigh the shot and auto or no, sorry manually switch the shot off yes which is quite difficult to do yeah so some bluetooth scales might fix that yeah yeah but but it's the start. We can now go from this profile and make small changes here and there to see yeah. what those changes affect. I, what I love about it is that I, I can see these settings being standard in commercial coffee machines. Oh, yeah. And then we can just go, all right, you want to use our coffee? Here's the profile. Here's the profile. Download from our app. And here's the coffee. And anyone that's using our coffee anywhere in the world can just download that profile. And, you know, for us, it's six bars. It's quite funny because in the app, in, in the decent coffee machine, it says, you know, it says 
trendy six bar. <laughs> so apparently we're trendy. <laughs> but uh, that's we find low flow rates work. Yep. You did <clears> learn that you need some pressure. Yeah, no pressure doesn't work. <laughs> no, no pressure with high flow doesn't work. Yeah. Um, you end up with like this... Soup. Sludge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pressure keeps the puck down. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Mm. Uh, the decent coffee machine. And if you are in Byron and you want to have a play, just turn up. Yeah. Yep. And we'll be playing with it lots and working it out and we'll... Yeah, I feel we'll, like it's going to be a bit of a series of Yeah, updates. we'll discuss it more as we understand it more and... I think it's going to make our espresso better. Oh, for sure. Mm. I'm really interested to to see how we can what we can learn about how our espresso behaves because that's the big thing, right? You've got sensors at the coffee park and you can Yeah, well, start you, well, you, you can you can tell the machine to either have the coffee park at 94 degrees, the coffee in the coffee park and it will sense that or the water. Yeah. Yeah. And up, and, and, and up until now We've only had control of the water temp, which yeah. is in the in the brew boiler, which isn't actually the water coming out of the head, mm, which could exactly. be different. Which could be different. So you have yeah. this extra level of accuracy, which I don't know if it's important or not, but we'll find out if it's important over time. Yeah, yeah. I think approach it with a beginner's mind and just have fun with it. Yeah, but certainly the coffee was had a higher body mm. <clears throat> and probably sweeter. Yeah. Reduced acid yep. with Cleaner. a high pre-infusion. There's no zero sort of... Uh, again, we've only pulled a few shots with this and, and there's no... We pulled, we pulled a 48. No fines or anything. Occasionally after it service, you, you can get fines in your cup and stuff like that. And I think that's more to do with dirty equipment. But I think it... You know, a softer, more gentle brewing yeah. in some parts of it uh, helped that. But yeah, better body. I, I haven't had much success with like pre-infusion on commercial machines. No, I've just decided to turn turn that off because it, you know, but on this machine, it certainly, you know, nurtures that ramp and yeah. that that process yeah. by controlling the flow. Yeah. You see it on the graph, like you can see the channels happening, and it, you know, definitely the the pre infusion on this machine with flow control produces a you know a better cup than a commercial machine that just you know pre infusion and just blast nine bars of pressure and then stop yeah and then and stops then it again. you know yeah. you know i think Senesa had it right with <clears throat> with their like ramping but it's very technical and very difficult to set up mm. decent yeah. coffee decent. machines mm. four thousand dollars <laughs> cool come and have a come and come and ask us to make you a decent espresso Try <laughs> <laughs> wisely cup honestly Brew with confidence. Marvel Street Coffee. Yeah. Drink it. Thank you. Drink it. Drink it. Drink it. Drink it, Drink it mm-hmm. now. <laughs> All the time. Increase, All, always, increase always. the cup per capita. We can do it. We can get to five cups per person per day. <laughs> five kilos per year by the end of the year. Later. Joe's going for the record. See you later. See ya.